Welcome to the Stop Over Drinking and Start Living podcast, where high-achieving, goal-oriented rebel women come to learn how to live a vibrant and fulfilling life without requiring alcohol to get through it. No labels, no judgments, no saying you'll never drink again, just real proven methods to help you stop rebelling against yourself with alcohol so you can drink less and do more. I'm your host, Angela Masenik. Let's dig in. Welcome to episode 105, my take on 2020. Well, hello, everybody. How are you? So I'm going to talk to you all about 2020. (laughs) I had mentioned in a previous podcast that I would do a full story on what happened for me in 2020. And I like to do this every year at the end of the year. So I've actually been like kind of putting it off a little bit. 2020 has been a gift in so many ways. Um, It's been a terrible gift and a beautiful gift. (laughs) And... um, it's kind of odd that it's ending. That's that's what I'm feeling. It's like, I want it to be over, but I don't want it to be over. And I'm like, it was such a shock to the system for me to, to experience 2020 because it's nothing, 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 nothing of what I thought it would be. And so I'm like, what's 2021 going to be like? <laughs> you know, I thought I knew. I thought I was super clear on 2020. As a matter of fact, I think the first podcast of this year, I talked about it. And it was like, I love the idea of 2020. I used to be in eye care. Um, I did pharmaceutical sales for an eye care company. And I did it for a long time. And so it was all about vision, right? And clarity and um, detail, right? When you think about vision in 2020. And so I was super excited about the year of 2020. And when I was still in eye care, um, you know, like in, let's say it was in like 1990 or, or I'm sorry, like 2017 or something. I'm like, we should really start planning on the year of 2020 and like make all these marketing materials for eye care for, you know, 2020, the year of clarity and vision and focus and all that. Um, my colleagues loved me by the way. (laughs) And so like when 2020 came for me and my business and in my life, I was like, it's the final year, you know? And so I talked about, this is a year of clarity and focus and, you know, making dreams come true and, you know, being super detailed. And what I found is that did not happen. <laughs> I definitely was focused in my business and whatnot, but like I couldn't have dreamed up this year if you asked me to or paid me money to. I thought it would look a certain way and I had no idea, especially around the pandemic and the presidential election and a bunch of other things, that it would end up the way it has. And it was all perfect. I don't have a lot of thoughts of like, I wish things didn't go the way they went. I'm just amazed (laughs) at actually what happened this year when I go back and look at what I was thinking would happen this year. So um, just some highlights for me for 2020 were at the beginning of the year, I got, I went to the Women's March um, in Washington, D.C. with some, with one of my coaches and some other colleagues, and it was absolutely amazing. And I'm so glad I got to do that and be with a bunch of like-minded people. And it was super peaceful. And the energy with thousands and thousands of women showing up for each other um, all together 
and the fact that we have a right to do that, to peacefully protest and gather in our nation's capital. I had never done anything at that level before, and it was super impactful for me. And I think it helped me shape a little bit more of who I am as a person and as a woman um, an entrepreneur in that I'm so thankful for all of the women that went before me who took risks and showed up and protested and said no um, if it wasn't for them and for people still showing up today I wouldn't have the privileges and rights that I have now so that really sort of shaped more of sort of like my feminist mindset and helped me expand that a little bit and then in February, I was fortunate enough to take my last trip, <laughs> my last vacation that we got on an airplane and flew. My husband and I got to go to Switzerland and we celebrated my husband's birthday. And that was when the COVID stuff was just like, you know, people are starting to pay attention. And, you know, I was in Europe, so I think it was, they were paying a little bit more attention to it than we were in the United States. And we like it just the kind of like the fear started sinking in and we were in like the airports and things over there, you know, they they talked about if you have a fever and, you know, we started seeing people wearing masks and we're just like, huh, should we be worried? And then, of course, March came and everything shut down. My kids got sent home from school. They have not been in school since March 13th. That was the last day. That was like this big day, I think, in history. Like, I always think it's amazing when people talk about histories, like my parents or when my grandparents were alive. Like, you know, Pearl Harbor Day was December 7th or December 6th. No, December 7th. And they'll never remember, they'll never forget that day, right? This is very similar to our time now. Like, we have a day that we will, like, again, like, like September 11th, you know. We'll never forget these dates. I always thought it was fascinating that people remembered these types of dates, but I don't know how I could ever forget. March 13th, I knew exactly what I was doing. My, We were hanging out outside of this local local grocery store that has like this out, outdoor um, picnic areas and people, it's like the town gathering center. And the governor of North Carolina made an announcement that they were going into shutdown. And then we got the call from the schools that, you know, that was their last day and they had to come in and get all their things. And we went out grocery shopping and this was the beginning of the stockpiling. <laughs> so like, you know, we went to Walmart and got stocked up on all a bunch of canned goods and toilet paper. And, you know, we just had no idea like what was coming. Just no clue. It was just kind of like panic mode setting in. Um, and then the kids were home and we were all home <laughs> together in this house. And, you know, I think that we had spring break or something. It was kind of, you know, broken up. So it didn't seem like it was that big a deal. And it definitely felt temporary at that point. We're like, oh, we'll probably go back before, you know, maybe we'll go back in April. And then like four weeks turned into six weeks. And then, you know, we had to wait for the, the next governor announcement. And it became pretty clear that the kids weren't going back to school at all for this semester. And then I was wondering about summer school and summer camps and those decisions had to be made. And it just, you know, sort of unraveled itself in this piece by piece process that, you know, I, when I look back on it now, it's like, I just took each, each bit of that information and I managed my mind around the information that I knew at the time. I think I did a really good job for my own mental health in managing my mind and not 
letting my brain go too far into the future and worry and doubt and spin out about how long this thing could last. I knew the facts in the moment, and this is what I advise all of you all to think about, is like, we know what we know today. Maybe we know that things won't change for the next two weeks, or things won't change for the next 30 days. So to wrap our brain around accepting the current situation, the current facts about what we have, and landing on thoughts that we can think that serve us for this time, and not letting your brain spin out in uncertainty and worry about what could happen in the future. That we don't know what can happen in the future. And I think 2020 is a really good example of that, right? Like things changed pretty rapidly. You know, it was complete shutdown at the beginning. And now, especially in the U.S., it's not like that, right? It's it's state by state, area by area and what the rules are. Um, people are still traveling and going and doing all the things everywhere. So um, what I want to advise and, and what I'm proud of of 2020 is I didn't let my brain go to the dark space around COVID. And managing and coaching my clients around this stuff also helped me keep it neutral in my own brain. Because when I'm coaching my clients, I can't get in to the fear mode. I can't take on their feelings and thoughts of what they're worried about because I wouldn't wouldn't be a good coach if I did that. So by me coaching them and showing them their own thoughts, it helps me stay in the reality of what is instead of what might be. And I think when you stick to the facts about the situation, especially this year and all the facts that changed on a regular basis, um, it really does help you stay more grounded and accept what the current situation is instead of wishing that it wasn't or things would be different or hoping things would change sooner than they might. So when I'm looking back on my year, my word that I feel like would wrap up my whole 2020 is acceptance. And when I look back at every sort of big time point or marker of 2020, it was acceptance and acceptance of the negative emotions that would come up. It was acceptance of certain events that changed. Both of my grandmothers died in 2020. You know, 2020 was such a catastrophic year for so many. And for me to lose both of my grandmothers was no joke, one of the most painful things that I've experienced as an adult. You know, both of my grandfathers died. Um, One of them died, I think it was like four years ago. And then the other one died like over 10 years ago. And I love them very much, but it was nothing compared to the pain that I experienced when both of my grandmothers died. My first grandmother died in January, so I was actually able to fly up and be with her as she passed with my mom and my aunts in the room, in the hospital room with her. It was the most excruciating thing I've ever gone through, but also the most beautiful. And I wouldn't change it for the world. And I think What I found in 2020 is that I'm really good at processing my emotions in real time. So like the pain and the grief and the loss of that moment, along with the beauty and the love, um, I just allowed myself to be with those feelings and didn't try to escape them, didn't try to tell myself anything was wrong. I I know how to process feelings really good now (laughs) because I don't buffer from them. I don't drink or eat or try to escape my feelings. And so when I am faced with the hardship like my grandmother's death, I open myself up to experiencing it and saying that I want to experience 
what I'm experiencing right now. I'm choosing to experience what I'm experiencing right now. And I think that experience with my grandma in January gave me even a bigger skill set to do that as emotions ran high for the rest of 2020. Okay, so like when COVID came and there were setbacks and worries and fears and all the things. Like I remember when one day during COVID, it was early on, maybe it was in April, May, I couldn't find a pair of socks. And it just it just triggered me to just have to go down a dark spiral. It was just the thing that like broke the camel's back. <laughs> it had nothing to do with the socks, right? But it was just like this is what the one thing that you know, now that I have no control, I felt like I had no control in anything else. And now I can't even find it in my own pair of socks. It was just that moment that, <laughs> you know, sent me down a tailspin. But just pausing and allowing and processing that pain um, saved me from so much more unnecessary suffering that I would have experienced if I didn't have that skill set. Let's see. And then that summer, an amazing thing happened. So it's like, it was like, there was like a pattern. It was like amazing, amazing, terrible, terrible, amazing, amazing, terrible, terrible. So, um, you know, my grandmother died. I went to Switzerland and then COVID and then, you know, kids home from school for the summer. And then we ended up buying our dream home because of COVID, because everybody was going to be on top of each other. I had two kids that were sharing room. I didn't have a set home office. I had a, an office that was set up in our master bedroom and it worked when nobody else was home and I could just work all day and, you know, have that space as, as, as it was my own. But now that everybody was home, it just wasn't working. And my husband was home working as well. Um, so we randomly decided to go look at a house. If we were to ever buy something again, what would it look like? And we ended up like on a whim buying our dream house and moving into this beautiful home where I have a private office and my husband has a private office and the kids have their own room and there's nature trails and amazing neighbors and all of the outdoor space I could ever imagine in a safe place in a beautiful neighborhood. And it wouldn't have happened if the terrible, terrible didn't happen, right? So like I keep thinking about 2020 and these experiences is like I couldn't experience the amazing joy and gratitude and celebratory stuff if I also wasn't willing to be with the terrible stuff. So there was definitely a pattern of like good, bad, good, bad, good, bad, good, bad all throughout the year. I think even for that summer, you know, right after my grandmother died, um, I really got involved in learning about anti-racism and paying attention to the death of George Floyd and many other black people that were unjustly murdered in our country. And I got aware of my own privilege and um, did some real work on that for myself. And, um, you know, worked with an anti-racial healing coach and, um, you know, helped see some of my blind spots that I had had um, my whole life around racism. And I came out here on the podcast and talked about it. And I talked about it on Facebook Lives and, and sending emails. And I, you know, 
got a lot of people pissed off at me (laughs) because of that, because they didn't think I needed to bring in politics or race into an over-drinking broadcast or, you know, as a, as a solution provider for people that want to cut back on their drinking. And I had to go deep into my own work to really kind of navigate that. Um, but I have mentioned this on the podcast before. It's like, I'm a life coach. And if I'm not talking about all the areas of my life, there's something off with that, right? (laughs) So I never teach you guys anything that I haven't applied to my own life. And when I don't share how I've navigated difficult situations, I feel like I'm not doing my job. And I'm doing you a disservice if I just choose to pick the easy things to talk about, right? And I chose to publicly talk about racism and share my experiences um, with it and you know what I was learning about it and some awareness that I think that we all need to have around it. Um, and that became a little bit unpopular. I think you know um, a lot of people unsubscribed and that was painful and I got feedback which was painful. But again, I was the, the theme of 2020. <laughs> I'm open to all of that because I know that my emotions are nothing that I want to be scared of in my life. My fear, my pain, my suffering around the racism work is nothing compared to what black and brown people experience their whole lives. So I'm willing for that to happen for myself. And on the other end of that, when I worked through a lot of that stuff, I made some amazing connections and new friendships that I never thought that I would have before. And the more it brought more joy and love into my life than I than I thought possible. So I'm super proud of that, but it was just another little marker in 2020 that was like part of the bad and part of the good, right? It has both. (laughs) I think if we look at any journey or any growth area um, or this year, there's amazing things and shitty things and anything from one minute to the next in our regular day-to-day lives, we can see this. But 2020 really amplified (laughs) this sort of um, 50-50 thing about life that I talk about all the time. 50% of it's amazing. 50% of it feels like shit. And it was very compounded in 2020. Um, and then my other grandmother died literally two weeks after we moved in to our new house. I did fly up um, and be with her before she passed. Even during COVID, I took that risk and went up to be with my family. Um, and, it, you know, it was beautiful to be around everybody and... She was in a nursing home and hadn't been able to see any of her family members um, because of COVID. And I think her body just kind of shut down from that. And um, she got sick, and so she had to go into hospice. And we all got to go be together with her in hospice. Like, hospice didn't have the same rules as the hospital with, you know, people and visitors and things. And I'm so thankful I got to spend a whole week with her. She was alive. She was somewhat responsive. And then she passed and I got to be with my family. That was the last time I saw my family was in July. Um, So I'm thankful for that. Um, But it was also absolutely gut-wrenching, horrible. I wrote a podcast on grief that if you guys have not listened to, I highly recommend that you do. I wrote that when I was in Indiana and recorded it and processed that feeling that I don't think since I stopped drinking, um, I've had to experience an emotion as intense and as terrible as the grief was. Um, And I hate to say and use those words, it was terrible and painful, but if you've experienced grief in your life, like deep grief, you know what I'm talking about. It's not something that most of us be like, let's go feel some grief today. (laughs) It's 
not something that you would like pick off a menu if you had a choice, right? Um, but I'm so proud of how I handled that and allowed myself to feel that as it was coming up and still feel and process that sadness and grief that I have for losing my grandmothers. It came up again around Thanksgiving. Um, so that was another part of 2020 that was a terrible, beautiful thing. Um, you know, and then we had Thanksgiving and we couldn't see any of our families and I hosted Thanksgiving just for the five of us and it was terrible and beautiful. (laughs) You know, I really wanted to go visit my family in Indiana again. We had planned to, and then we canceled at the last minute, um, and ended up making a, a nice dinner here at home just for the five of us. And it was absolutely amazing. So it's like the theme was, it was terrible and good all year. And in my business, my business, I've coached more people this year than I have since my business started. I've helped more people um, get past their overdrinking issues and show up for themselves. And the and the feedback that I have gotten from my clients and people that just listen to this podcast or just um you know reading my emails has blown me away. The impact that I know that I've had on people's lives. Um, is huge. And, and I've been filled with so much gratitude and I'm so thankful to myself and that I kept showing up no matter what to help those people. You know, this is my life's work. This is my passion. And I showed up in 2020 for all of them. And I, I got to feel the love from my people and when they tell me how their lives are changed. And it was on a grand capacity this year. I reached and exceeded my business goals for my business. I launched a new group coaching program in January that is wildly successful and super fun and super fulfilling for me to manage and run and coach through. The women inside the group are godsends. Like they they just are such rock stars and they're so committed to doing the work and showing up and being vulnerable and sharing some shit that, you know, some thoughts that they have about themselves and their pasts and what they've been going through and how they've learned and grown and like sharing the nuances of all of that in this program is just blown my way. It was way better than I ever expected it to be. I launched it in January and I knew what I wanted. I wanted to have a group coaching program for women to come together and we learn so much more when we can have, um, more input from others than from just me personally and my own personal experience. I think for the group, it's, it's such a good way to see a variety of journeys that this can look like for you when you stop over drinking and the group impact is phenomenal. But what I didn't expect is for like real friendships to occur, for real connections to be made long-term forever type connections with this group of women. And I love them so, 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 so much. Um, and the energy in that group is, is just, again, it's beyond, it was beyond my wildest dreams and it continues to be that way with the people that are joining and, and doing this work and the success that they've had in there. Like I can't even, if you listen to podcast 100, I had a handful of people that have been in the program, um, or currently in the program, share their successes and what they've learned inside of it. And it just blew me away. Um, another huge milestone was celebrating a hundred, a hundred podcasts of the stop over drinking and start living podcast. Like that has blown me away. We have, you know, between 12 and 15,000 downloads a month. (laughs) You know, I just like, for me coming from like this small town, Indiana, um, girl, like first person in my college or my family on both sides to go to college and like, you know, I have a podcast that's popular that people listen to around the world. It blows my mind and it will always blow my mind. So 
this past um, few months, I've been living in the feeling of amazement for everything that I've created, even during 2020, when it was the worst year and the best year. At the same time, on any given day or every given month, I feel like it's a really good, con- like 2020 was the year of contrast, um, the year of acceptance, and the year of the most terrible things and the best things all at the same time. (laughs) And I showed up for it, all of it. Like I was open to experiencing my feelings, processing them in real time. You know, it just supported my um, long-term goals of health and wellness and mental health and wellness, um, supported, you know, my healthy lifestyle of not drinking, not overeating, maintaining the weight loss that I've had. Um, It's, it's been an amazing year and, you know, I'm, I'm like kind of torn about it ending, honestly. It's um it's bittersweet. It's this past few months have been very exciting and especially around the business and I'm am excited about 2020 2021 and what I have planned and what my goals are. Um but it's almost like I got to start over again, <laughs> you know? Um new goals, new challenges, new ideas that I want to, you know, see come to reality. Um but I'm excited about all of it. My year or my word of the year for 2021 is going to be magic. I have been living in the magic for these past couple months and seeing all the beautiful things um, that can come and noticing the miracles that surround us in our lives um, a lot more intentionally. And I'm excited about taking that into 2021 and having magic in everything that I do in my relationships with my kids, with my husband, in my business, um, with my friendships, all of it, there's going to be a lot of magic that happens. And I know for my clients as well. So that's my word for 2021. We'll see if that matches what it looks like at the end of 2021. I am open to anything at this point. Um, I survived this year, you know, I'm very proud of how I showed up this year, um, even through all the challenges and unknowns and uncertainties. So I feel very strong going into 2021 because I handled it like a boss this year and I am more strong now because of this year. Um, and so I'm thankful for it. So that's my year in review, my friends. I would love to hear your evaluation and your experience of 2020. And remember, you get to tell a story. Make sure it's one that you like telling. You know, (laughs) I like telling my story of 2021. I could focus on all of the terribleness and all of the shit. And I'm deciding to honor the shit and the amazement of it. Um, To hold space for both, as my friend Denise likes to say. Um, I think both deserve the energy and the space for it. We definitely want to honor our pain and suffering and acknowledge it and not dismiss it or try to write it off or say, oh, I just want to be positive. That's not what we're trying to do here. We want to be real (laughs) and acknowledge everything that we've gone through and overcome. So that's what my goal was for this podcast for y'all. That's my 2020. And I'm so excited about 2021 and the people that are coming on and working with me in my program and my up level and my learning and my coaching. I've joined a mastermind, a year long mastermind where I'm going to be learning how to take my business to the next level and upgrading my systems and doing more and reaching more people. So I'm super excited about that. And we'll see. I'm also a little bit excited about not knowing the unknown. <laughs> Will I travel in 2021? I don't know. I certainly hope so. I miss my people. And if we do, 
y'all we are going to have a live event that is going to be very very fun so if you're not on my email list you definitely need to be on there over at angelamasenic.com so whenever i make announcements or have classes or have events um, you'll be the first ones to know but thank you for being here i love you all so so much i'm proud of all of your contributions thank you for sending me all of your emails and notes and messages about the work you've done and the success you've had and keep showing up for yourselves keep doing it you're worth it i love you and we will talk to you in 2021 bye my friends Get my people, you know.